And back here, it's not too rusty. Either. Is that better? Morning, everyone. Morning, everyone. Morning. Morning. For those of you listening on podcast, you won't have had you won't have had the false start that we had. Let's try again. Can you hear us? Say yes if you can hear us. Right. So, guys, anyone on podcast? Thank you, Siobhan. I want you to conjure this image. Conjure. Mark and I are both in ponchos made from paper with writing on, and this is because there was an article today about a company that employs this technique to build relationships. So they're away their days. Away days. So they stand in a line, rather like Mark and I, and with a big black marker, and they write things on the back of their colleague. They write them on their face. No, no, do not write on my face. My no, arms no. are so hot. Just, why you just get your arms come down? Oh, yeah. oh, um, God for that. So, so you write on the back of your colleague something that you're grateful for. So, Mark. Morning, everyone. I hope you're well. It's another week in coffee moaning land. I think we should have a coffee moaning You've theme got park, right? I've got your one. We could just hit people in the face with long cucumbers. I've got your... I've got... <laughs> right, so I've written some lovely things I'm grateful for. Oh, my goodness, you've written loads. <laughs> but yeah. I can't read it. I'm going to read it to you. Okay. Um, so, of course, we are colleagues. We're colleagues. Because we do coffee moaning together every day. Oh, one thing... I just want to whisper something to Oh, God. We're colleagues, but we kiss. It's bloody unbelievable that I've had anything I could write. Please stand still. Right. One of the things that I wrote that I was grateful for you, this is character building apparently, is that you are not Richard Madeley. But already I want to change that because you're behaving like Richard Madeley. Hang on, he's never gone up to camera and said we No, kiss. but before we came on air, you were a bit Richard Madeley. I was struggling. I really then struggled said with this concept. That I am grateful yeah. for the realisation that you are son of Michael Barrymore. Just here, I've got that. Right, okay. So, we're, okay, I'm being invoked alongside what you made of Michael Barrymore. I can take that. Not, not I've also offended. said <laughs> that I'm very glad you have a degree in English. Right. Because then you support my memory. Right. <laughs> Which is a lovely thing. Nice. I, I love my colleague. Um, I'm very grateful that you sweat more than I do. I'm very grateful I'm that you never... Now. That you never bring in cakes, cookies, etc., which a lot of work colleagues do. do. And I'm also grateful that you make me laugh, cry, and despair. Now you can do some. So, what are the lovely things you said about me? Um, okay, so being your boss, letting me be your what boss. What the? What? Oh, no, you're no. joking. I, well, can I be honest? I wrote that thinking it so was meant... So you're going to try and explain that, aren't you? It meant... You're going to go no, around. Okay. It's okay. going to be boring. When I'm angry, you feed me. Oh, that's nice. I feel like we need to sing. <laughs> um, taking your HRT. Oh, God, how weird I've got. I'm grateful that. That you take your medication before the show, if only they knew. <laughs> um, when I'm horny, you hit me. Yes. Oh, I've put the same... God, isn't this weird? And what have you put round here? Okay. Well, you haven't read that one out to me. Okay. Um, flashing your bum after coffee morning, moaning every morning. She does. Um, I'm, I'm incredibly grateful for you having breasts. 
Oh, God. Right, OK. Um, Richard Maitley. Uh, I'm taking back the Richard Maitley You comment. knowing when to shut up. Right. Not. That's it. I've had it. Sit down. You're supposed to write nice, grateful things. <laughs> um, so, a lot of people on Instagram were saying, God, this makes me so glad makes me want to that I'm self-employed. I mean, there's something in it. Do we ever sort of take the time? You know... You know, when somebody, you know when somebody Which dies, do this. somebody dies and then suddenly everybody's got something to say about that yeah, person. Yeah, like poor old and, Yeah, well, everybody. We all do it, don't we, when you lose people and you think of all the things that you could say. So is there any, is there any value in that? Um, I think, we've done away days, we did away. I do think there's value in uh, gratitude. Okay, well, are we talking about away days or gratitude? No, gratitude. No, I'm talking about telling people what you think that you work with. Would you do that exercise? Yeah. Because honestly, they have been ribbed for it. Right, royal ribbed. For I it. think the word. They said it's a new kind of hell. Because imagine kind of if you don't like any of your colleagues. I suppose what it's teaching you yeah. is to look for something. We can be so judgmental. Maybe if you really have to look for one. I struggled thing, with that whole task. Yeah, if you really have to look for one thing that yeah. you like about somebody, maybe it improves your whole relationship. What does it mean if I struggle to find things? I didn't struggle to find things. It was just I don't know. It's. I hate being told what to do. So was that? No, it. just be professional even if you don't like the other person. Mm. There you go. Away days where you all have to hold hands and dance. I mean, it's not a million miles away from some kind of swingers retreat. It's a bit strange. You're forced into close proximity with each other. You're having to find the positive. You know, I think it does that thing that schools sometimes do, which is assume that you need to be able to get on with everyone. Yeah. And actually you don't. You don't need to be horrible. But you don't Morning, cha cha Charles. That's Lee. Morning. Cha -cha. Lee was so funny. He sent us a joke. I'm not going to in any way. So it was late last night, and he said, "Do you think this joke could be offensive?" We, we read it. We all read it, and we all howled with laughter. Oh, it was it's very, very dark, either. But all, all of us no. were like, "No, don't post it." <laughs> so follow at it's it's Lee Pierre because he very rarely takes any advice. So God knows he'll probably post it. <sighs> it was dark. I knew I know his intention, but yeah. many others I'm sure will criticise. Carly Mitchell says we're both dressed the same. We are wearing strange we sort of versions of, and we were both wearing wrapping paper, <laughs> which is strange too. But as this list went on, see, Mark didn't read the rest of the article because Mark is one of those people that's become toxic around. And gratitude and if I ever dare say I'm grateful for something he goes into a great long diatribe of oh god people that are grateful make me sick it's become toxic it's but actually she was that sort of person well, no, the no, journalist I, I, after you then... said it I read on and she said that actually a gratitude see when we were in rehab you know you were you were made to do every morning you got up and you wrote a gratitude list mm. and I used to get intimidated by the length of the list and if someone had eight things, I felt insufficient oh, and I felt mean because I only had three. And then if you can't think of something, the immediate problem with the word gratitude for me is if you struggle, the inference is that you're mean. But and she, she tackles that, doesn't she, in that article? And I find that annoying. She said, you know, the thing is, people get mixed up about a gratitude list because she hated the idea of it. But a friend of hers, a therapist, said, let's each write one and we'll share them so that you've got that accountability. Heather, Michelle's email is underneath and all, of, said, our, all of our, uh, sorry, upload. Sorry, she just wanted to call Yeah, she, she said, asking. the thing is, is that um, often um, when people are looking for something grateful, they almost feel like they have to attack themselves. Like, I know I should be grateful, you know. 
I, I've got this horrible disease, but I should be grateful that think, at least I've had... And that that's the wrong way to do I it. I think that's the danger with a lot of this yeah. wellness stuff. Yeah. And in fact, it's something that's beginning to... I'm increasingly threading through this thing that I'm working on. It, it, it becomes tyrannical. And even if it's... You know, that doesn't mean the person saying it is tyrannical. It doesn't mean if you or I, we have all posted tyrannical about gratitude. Yourself, yeah, exactly. You become, it, it becomes a cell... It becomes a whip to hit yourself with. Lee Pitt, my friend started doing a gratitude list. She said she was going to write 10 things a day. I asked her a few days later how it's going, and she goes, it's fine, but I've had to reduce it down to three. That's what exactly, I couldn't get past oh, I three. Don't, I think 10 is too many. And then, even with the three, I would chuck in what I call the gratitude con list. And the gratitude con list is this, and I'll, I'll give you this for free. Alive, awake, breathing. All those sorts of things that are fucking obvious. But do you know what, though? I find this so fascinating about you because this is so indicative of your character. Is it? That everything you do, you have to do it to the best. You are yeah. a perfectionist. Everything that you do, you have to be better than somebody else. No, I don't. No, in that you're very driven. You're Please don't always see it when it, you are competitive. Every time I say it, you get annoyed. Well, no, because for me, I know of competitive people and I really don't like that yeah, instinct. but I like you. No, 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 it's, no, it's no, not no, but comp there's, there's healthy competitiveness and then there's unhealthy. But, but okay, okay, go, go with what you're saying. Sorry. But what I would say is your competitiveness against yourself is tragically unhealthy. Yeah, it no, stops yeah. you in your tracks from doing anything that could help you. Yes. So... Because you always imagine you're going to have to show it to someone. Somebody's going to see it. It's just totally for you. And I loved in the article she said things like, grateful for bag of cheese and onion crisps. It, it doesn't... It can be just those little, little things. It's not about... You know, yesterday... Dina just literally said the word... I mean, I know she's kind of quite minimalist in her contribution. She just said no. What are you saying no to? Dina who? You're Dina. Oh, she here? She just said no. No to what? <laughs> I know. It's like, give us a content... Natasha Milton, we'll sing your birthday at the end, sweetie. Um, Happy birthday. No to what, Dina? Gratitude. To a is... list. Huh? Maybe no to a grant. Oh, bollock. Okay, no. Bollocks. We've got bollocks. And from now Medina. we've got bollocks, but uh, we don't know what she's talking there about. There is a space bar if you want to write a second word, Dina. <laughs> <laughs> I'm grateful for how concise your sister is. <laughs> <laughs> grateful that you never. Yeah. Uh, she never entered this house without a death-defying illness to tell us about that makes us grateful for our own, our own health at that moment. Uh, you, what was it that happened yesterday where don't I had say to it. do something? No, don't, was... don't, don't, don't say oh it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm not so going to say, mention... say it, Dina. Don't worry, but a new high or low, however you want to look She's at it. She's only been in the house 10 seconds. 10 seconds and the potential ramifications of what you just mentioned. I had to run next door and into the loft. But also, Dina is very, very graphic when she's described. Oh, God, Dina, do do. But anyway, we're going to talk about bras and gratitude. Hang on, I just want to say one, some, two things that I feel about recovery and mental. Sorry, I'm talking too loudly. I know, but I'm scared to say because you get so angry these days if I tell you. Oh, my God. It's quite a boom. And I've got a totally compacted earwax, so God knows what. Yeah, she's got really, well, I won't say what she's got now. Um, the idea of getting sober for yourself. Fuck that shit. Do it for other people first if you need to. And the gratitude list. All I want to say to gratitude is, if it works for you, I'm delighted. Raspberry, Ma Raspberry Mojito Girl agrees with Dina. But I no, fucking and hate bollocks. the word gratitude. It's used to judge. It's used as a stick 
to say to you that if you can't arrive at something, you're a mean-spirited poo-poo. But, but you know what? That's Sorry. the meanness of your own soul that takes that interpretation. It makes me really fucking cross. All right, well, there we go. Because that is me not tube, true. MeTube, please. Are you going to say not... the same of me? Just no. say that to MeTube. MeTube, do not agree with this man. Create a holic. I don't I make gratitude it's... lists, but try to think in a grateful way. I like Thank that. Thank you. And when I say this in front of the kitchen, you completely dismiss me. It really annoys me because bitterness and... and, and it's not bitter. You are. It's not. You are, Don't no, not. nudge me because I'll nudge I you. I didn't. I knocked you. You've just sat there saying what a bloody grateful person I is. I didn't. I said, the, I said gratitude lists are used to punish people. No, but why do you care what other people say no, no, about no, your no, gratitude list? No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, right. I think, gratitude... I think a lot of people you, run around using the term gratitude and it's used to batter people. I hate to say it, you know, often by people who have not a challenge in the world, who can sit back and just go, oh, you know well, why can't I you arrive say, at a gratitude? It's not about bitterness. It's about actually acknowledging that a lot of the things that are supposedly the solution to mental health problems create the problem. No, it's not a solution to a mental health problem. It's too big a thing. But what Thank I you, would Bonnie say Delaney. is... Yeah that your attitude to looking for gratitude is extremely emotionally lazy yeah, because you don't want to do the work to touch it. So what you do is you sneer at all of it. No, I don't. I don't sneer wrong. at anyone you else's... Do. No, no, no. You've just That's... sneered. No, you're not listening to what I'm saying. I am. I am not sneering at anyone for whom it works. What I'm saying is, is when people promote it, it's promoted in a very judgy way. Way. What about those that share it, like my yoga teacher yesterday, who shares that the power of it? Yeah, sharing she, it. Yeah. She she literally has changed my attitude in so many positive ways for me because it's not about saying, "Oh God, I really should be grateful." That's awful. Oh, you should be grateful. You've got a roof over your own. You've got. But it's about trying to access That's my point. in yourself. Yeah. No, but to just not dig deeper than you've said, which is just swipe it and go. People that you, you're using. Okay, it. But a lot of people are agreeing with me. So there's, I've obviously touched a bit of a nerve. Okay, can I just let me just finish? I agree that that is the case with some people. What I'm saying about you is you use it as a way to not even try to access it for yourself. So all those people that might be doing it, people that, oh, just be grateful and da da da. Absolutely, it's toxic and it can upset people further. But when you use it so that you don't have to ever think about how you might be grateful, how it might access when one is feeling... I'm not talking about oh, depression, yeah, oh. but I'm feeling a bit... I'm not talking about depression because that's a totally but different thing. You've just said something that I really need to pick up on. It doesn't mean I'm not grateful. And that's not what I'm talking about. You can be grateful. You don't it's the it to help That's you. not true. That is not that's true. I couldn't have stayed sober otherwise. I really disagree with you on this. I'm talking about... The way in which not people, you know, it's about how it's messaged and telegraphed exactly. out. I, I hate to say it, I think an awful lot of it is telegraphed out without any really kind of human aspect to it or nuance or softening or explanation of how it could work for the person. Yeah, but you don't look to. into that. You see, you very cleverly there have used beautiful words to, 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 to soften what you said. What I'm trying to say to you is, you don't you, you don't apply what you just described there ever to yourself no, I don't. because you use the fact that some people are toxic with it as a way to 
push it away. True. Because it True. is scary. Yeah, I will agree with that. It is scary to try and tap in. And I think some people do do that. They go, yeah. oh, well, gratitude, it's all these toxic people. Yes. It's not all. Yeah. There's a lot of people who can soothe themselves, soothe each other with just trying to find those grateful moments. It's like, for instance, this this bloody weather is so bloody miserable. And I find myself going to the toxic thought of it over and over again all day. And what am I actually doing? How am I helping myself? Yeah. So I try and find something else in the day that is going to make... So... Okay, for example, from a parenting I perspective, I would, ne I would never encourage my kids not to be grateful. I would, I would talk about what... Or not even direct, I wouldn't even use the word. Just by osmosis, you can show how they can be grateful, how they should be grateful. You can, you can highlight things, you can flag things up, you can demonstrate by comparison. I would never in a month of Sundays say to them, you know, unless you have your gratitude, you know, you need to get up and you need to do your gratitude list. You need, and that's where it got to, maybe my experience of it was very different because it got to a point where one said, I, I remember I need to do my gratitude list. And that seems to defeat the purpose. You're kind of like, right, I'm now going to force myself mm into something and say, I get the idea mm -hmm. of looking for those aspects of your life. And I actually feel grateful for so many things. And you can mm. look at all of our How to Stay Married podcasts, my relationships, my family, you know, my career, all that kind of stuff. I feel very grateful for everything. But at the same time, I feel that what creeps into it in the treatment of it is that it becomes, and especially with this, and especially with seeing people running around with stupid things on their backs, writing things on their backs, it becomes incredibly controlling in a way. It's kind of controlling but, sometimes. But, not always. But, Maybe I should have said sometimes. I'm not saying that you are a not grateful person. You do. What I'm saying is that you don't access gratitude in a way that I think could really Help. like settle, settle you. Okay. And it's not about you being ungrateful, but it's about you are somebody that's always striving, always moving, always like... And it's about just pausing sometimes. You know, mm. stopping like and, and just just taking a moment. Mm. And I think you haven't you've had first thought, but you haven't had second thought. You've pushed it away mm. as just a load of mumbo jumbo instead of just investigating further, which is where you seem to be getting now as you're talking. Well, I kind of I've acknowledged certain things, and I think you know a number of people who kind of agree with the idea that it's about how it's pushed Can out be. there and how it's Can be, but out it shouldn't there. stop you accessing it because of the what toxic way other people approach. No, I agree, but it's interesting. But isn't it interesting that for me the word gratitude is a really triggering and annoying word? It's really but that's weird. That's terrible. It's really weird. That's awful. You have to reown. Laura Lou, so Mark, how do you feel about parents to take their kids to homeless places to show them how to be grateful? I don't do that. No, well, interesting that you should say that. That's quite an extreme example. If you do that, brilliant. If parents do that, fantastic. But that is a good example that made me think of how one does it by osmosis. So if I saw a story about something like that in the news, I would flag it up, I would discuss it, I would talk about it, I would highlight it, I wouldn't shy away from it with the kids in order that they kind of came across that kind of contrast. So I just think there are different ways, stealth, gratitude by stealth sometimes, mm. but you know. But again, I, you know, making a gratitude list, part of it is that faking it to make it by forcing yourself into a perspective of seeing things half full, then of course you can, you can get to a better place. Wow, that went from really, really silly to incredible. It's a good serious. discussion, though. Yeah. It's a good discussion because, because I, I, I think that a lot of people turn away from the thought of it because of that toxic mm. online digital sort of shoving down people's throats. Oh, I'm so grateful, you know, and and it being quite sort of you know mm. empty. 
And so, like, you know, like within yoga, sorry to say it, but within yoga, when you're when you're matching that with the deep breath, breathing mm. and the kriya and all of that, and you just find it like just moments of peace. Cheryl Jones it's says moments it's about sincerity. Peace. Yeah, it's not dismissing your pain mm. or your trouble. It's just taking a break from it. That's how I see it. Mm. Me too. That's teaching how to recognise and appreciate what you have, not the same as having to actively spend time thinking about it. Interesting. Mm. It's interesting. Yeah, different responses. Um, okay, uh, Cardi B, just quickly, she uh, hurled her microphone at a fan who threw a drink at her on stage. She's come in for a bit of stick on this, and I don't understand why. It's like, it's like, what was she right to throw her mic, or was it an overreaction? So basically, she's on stage, and as Maddie said last night, this is happening more and more mm. now for well, people Paris on stage. Well, Paris Styles was hitting the face. And what you've got to remember is they never know what it is that's coming at them. You don't know. Could that be acid? Could that be... Yeah. You don't know. So yeah. a human response is to fight back. I think because people have watched it in such detail, I think what people are saying is that she knew that it was just... It was nothing and took a moment to think and then threw it as a punishment. Otez is saying but, it was fake. Well, the whole thing was staged, do you think? Like she knew nothing should be thrown it's interesting on stage. you should say that because... Wow. That, maybe, that, maybe that's what's coming through. Is that what's that. coming through? Are people reporting that? Possibly a reflex action, isn't it? I mean, my, my line on it is if you throw something at someone on stage, I think you can't... It's not even really a question as to whether they should or shouldn't respond. You should just not be surprised if they do. That's kind of my line. I mean... Somebody there saying she was miming and maybe the person was angry, but you, uh, but you can't... Yeah, but you don't throw drinks You don't throw drinks at somebody, no. yeah. You, listen, if you... Do something physical to somebody else, you 100% have to think that is possibly going to come back. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Because, you know, that, that reflex... She hit the wrong person as well, apparently, David Shellard says. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm sure she would think back and go, God, what did I do? You could knock somebody out, you could whatever. But we, I think we often don't allow that... We just have human reactions. Yes, And yes. it's the, survival, the survivalists in ourselves that, mm. that does it. Mm. Uh, um, just sending out a huge hug to Jew Oslora. I think you may be struggling. I just noticed your name flying up. Someone saying, do get help. I'm not too sure what the nature of it is. Obviously, this is a very difficult place to kind of really go into detail. But if you're needing help, please reach out either to friend, family, if that's not appropriate, Samaritans. Um, we'll, pop, we'll pop the number under this live at the end. Yeah. Um, oh, um, yeah, so anyway, Cardi B. So she's coming for a bit of stick. But that's interesting that there's, there's the thought that she... I suppose throwing anything into a crowd is tricky because, of course, she could hit anyone. There, there is that issue. But I don't think, like you say, it's a reactive thing. You're not necessarily going to be thinking, oh, I better make sure I hit my target. It's a bit like when I threw the lemon at Nadia in Coffee Morning last week. I didn't know I was going to hit her perfectly in the belly, uh, but I did. Um, I'm 50 and single, but it's all men... What does it, what does it say? Under, but under it's, it's men half my age who want to date me. Wow. <clears throat> what do you think of this, guys? I'm 50 and single, but it's men half my age who want to date. But this is a piece, so I'm going to have to talk for me whilst I do this. So this is an article of a woman in her, well, just 50, wasn't she, talking about how she's out on the dating scene. And I think it was last year she was at a festival in Brixton and having a really great groovy time. And this gorgeous six foot four, she said... Man of about 25 ended up cop copping off with her. Copping off. Yeah. And she had never thought of herself like that. Never yeah. thought of a younger man, never considered it. But it gave, she said it kept her smiling you for You made him months. seven years younger. He was 32. Okay, so it yeah. kept her smiling for a couple of months. Just the thought of it. It was just free and it was lovely. 
Anyway, not having had much success uh, with middle-aged men, she said, who all seem to carry an awful amount of baggage, are bitter, moan about their exes the whole time. Have no gratitude. Have no gratitude yeah. and, you know, just generally dull dates. And what she's finding is that this generation are like really up for going out with an older person. She has amazing conversations. They talk about all sorts of things. Um, they are not interested in having babies. Well, I thought that was an interesting detail that she said, because of course I didn't have to think <coughs> of it like that. So for them, they're not even having to think about that complication because there isn't that complication. Yeah, because they're saying like, you know, yeah. the planet's... Well, no, 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 but also there's not the complication in terms of fraternising with someone over a certain age. It's not like she's going to accidentally fall pregnant either. Oh, I didn't read it like yeah, that. Yeah. I read it that, that they weren't disappointed. They weren't, they weren't looking to her to well, have children. Well, I think there's part that of that, that, but I think, I think there was two, two aspects to it. Where yes, I hadn't thought yeah, of it like yeah. that. Um, so, yeah. so is there something... Can I just, she said, so it's really enjoyable and everything, but she said, but there are still um, hurdles... She didn't understand with this, you know, the generation lingo. Yeah, using the wrong emoji, yeah. deciphering text, hiding her HRT crop top. <laughs> I thought that was no, funny. No, hide, concealing the HRT. Oh, oh sorry, crop the crop tops. top. I thought it was a crop top with HRT written on it. Yeah, too much dressed as lamb question. Dodging school mums when giggling with the latest toy boys. So um, yeah. is there, I just want to ask, is there something about <coughs> a younger person finding you attractive that makes it more thrilling than an older person? Because what, what I was drawn to in this was this idea of, is the thrill the idea that someone that young still, you know, what is the thrill? Is it an ego thing? What is it that, about it being young? Why does it matter that it's someone younger rather than someone older? Well, from, from the article, what I'm picking up from her was that the dating scene with the older men was very, very dull. Yeah, and no, then, I get that. And then, of course, if a man half your age is saying you're attractive and they want to, you know... She said, obviously, there are loads that are just panning for gold for But you anything. just said... Yeah, that's interesting. Let me but, just tell you, you just said, and of course... If someone half your age... But is, is that... saying you're gorgeous, then that's going to be... That's going to be, oh, God, really? Wouldn't you? But we have yet... No, 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 but I'm curious to interrogate that thing. Yeah, same vice versa. Why is it that as we get older, we think that because, because someone you're younger finds you attractive Because society says that past a certain age, you are not attractive, you are not a sexual being. Right. I mean, you know, the newspapers will still say things like 40 and still turning heads. Mm. You know, like that was... That's like an impossible... You know, most 20-year-olds that you think of find it utterly disgusting, the idea of somebody over 50 having sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the fact that, that a younger person still sees you as a sexual being, you know, I suppose would make you think, oh, God, I really am. Yeah. I mean, that's what I get from the answer. See, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, it doesn't necessarily... If it's someone I find attractive... No, no, no. But it's not about... No, listen to... God, bloody hell, everything I say you say is not true. It's not, not about everything. Today. We just had a discussion today. about gratitude. Don't be a tosser. Every, my thing about attraction is it would be absolutely irrelevant the age of the person. I'm naturally not necessarily drawn to younger people in terms of finding someone attractive. But if someone found me attractive, it would be, be what would be the thrill is if I found them attracted to them and there was the idea that it could be reciprocated. It wouldn't be, oh, I've hit the jackpot because actually someone well, who's in their twenties. No, 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 no. But I don't I mean, think. I don't think. I don't, I don't think she says that either. I think that 
She doesn't say anything about why, but if you are asking a direct question as to why some people mm. might find a thrill if somebody's half their age, I imagine it would be all the things I've just said. Right. Uh, Vicky waiting the candle ca candle lady. I was 41, he was 29. He, it felt great, but it was the children question that made me stop as I gave, I have two from previous marriage. He was a vet, we had fantastic conversations as well. Nice. I just um, think that- Zoe, I may wait 20 years then for fuck's sake. <laughs> Um, I think that it's just it's just nice when people fall for people. That's isn't it. Isn't it? But that's Without kind of what going... she's saying about young men, isn't it? She's saying there's a, a there's more of a tendency amongst younger generations just to fall in love with people or fall for people or be attracted to mm. people. I thought that was something that was interesting mm. from a generation. That's what I mean. She wasn't really saying, "Oh, yeah. oh I've got a bit of young stuff and he fancies." No, me. no, no, not at she all. She was she talked a lot about the fact that conversations about all sorts of things. And I suppose she felt a bit in her power if she's talking to somebody that's younger, that is interested in her POVs. Because an older man isn't, really, are they? They're all pretty stuck in their ways. They might listen for the first few dates, and then it's like people get very stuck so as they it. get older. As do women, don't they? As do women. I yeah, mean, women that's why I think it's so important that as you get older that you have friends that are younger. Yeah, because yeah. if you just surround... And, like, sometimes, on occasions, when I've been with a group of women that have all known each other for years and all the same age. Oh, my God, they're so entrenched. Yes. They all back each other up all the time with what they're yes. saying. Yeah. So to have somebody that challenges you a bit yeah. or is actually excited by some ideas that you might have had, whereas you're, not just your partner, but your, your friends might just be like, oh, God, here she goes, having another idea. You see, I, yeah, I agree. I, you see, one of the things I think I get a thrill from more when I feel that, not, and this isn't about attraction, but when one connects, I always remember, I've said it many times, Richard E. Grant saying, you know, always, f you know, um, you know, ferment and, and encourage uh, friendships and relationships with younger people because it keeps you plugged in. I think if you can part the kind of sexual attraction thing to one side, though obviously some of the obvious rationales or reasons she floats in there are, are women more experienced? You know, there's a more maturity some men like that. I mean, I'm thinking of the guy who's in Vanderpump Rules, who's like this barman who's, who's obsessed. Who's used that as a reference yeah, yeah, who's every obsessed with um, Lisa Vanderpump. And he talks about the mother thing and all that kind of stuff. And I think, oh my God, that's all so weird. But, you know, some people get that. There's the whole MILF thing. And, and you know, so there, there is that, there's clearly a sort of societal thing where men are drawn to older women and all that kind of stuff. And vice versa. I, so there's a lot yeah, of women but I do, but the, that like older men because they like that comfort. Because, you know, its memories are triggered. It's not like, oh, my God, I want to, you know, shag my dad, these women that like older men. It's often about those feelings that are triggered, those memories of feeling safer. Often mm. people that like older men haven't had good relationships with their father. So I, I never dismiss those mm. age gaps because I think that mm. what what... what what is the deciding factor here on what's the right thing to do or not? Yeah, and also I think something I was just going to say as well, which is a non-sexual thing, is the idea that perhaps you as an older person, your energy connects with a younger energy is mm. in itself a very flat... I can see why that would be a flattering thing, it would be an exciting thing, because it would be like, yeah, actually, I am still plugged in, I am still relevant, I can still exactly. kind of, you know... I mean, I think that often musically it's really nice when I can chuck sort of like tracks towards the girls' music and they go, oh, wow, this is... And it's that... 
It's a relevance thing as well, mm. isn't it? There's a sort of, you're, you're mm. still relevant. You become invisible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, and you become irrelevant. Yeah. Your ideas and all of that. So, yeah, parking to the side to some people that might just want a bit of hot blood and a bit of young sex, which that, that's totally fine as well. <laughs> there, wow. is, there is another kind where it's just like, oh, yeah. God, somebody thinks I've got something to say. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, how often should you wash your bra? Final, final topic. I just wanted to talk about the, the mystery of the bra. I saw this, this was curious, it's very specific. I didn't even realize, how, how, how often should you wash your bra? And then I was just left to think about bras. How often like, should you wash your, how often do you wash your bra? Yeah. I mean, my mum used to wash her bra every time she wore it. I do not. See, I don't sweat. Yes. I mean, they're talking here about like skimpy bras that you would pop back in the drawer if you'd worn once. I suppose they don't touch the sort of armpits and all that, so they could come out. I mean, is one thinking about these things when one takes just, takes a bra off? I, I just show I, us show us two of your. So bras. Mark said, get like what would be get a, a traditionally sexy bra and what yeah. would be a non-sexy bra. I find so, them fascinating things. They're sort of like catapults. That would be they? seen as a sexy bra. You now, why it? is that sexy? It's weird, isn't it? Because, because I get of what's it. inside it. And then well, this is a funny one. This is a non-sexy bra. Look at that. Don't think I've watched that for a while. Wow, what look. is it? Is that See that? That, that is a sports bra. It looks like it's sort actually of, brilliant. It looks like latex. It's sweaty, Betty. You, have you got any idea how much these bras cost? What, sweaty Betty's? Bras are a fortune. Isn't it funny? These, these bras, these like super um, sports bras. This from Sweaty Betty, I don't know, it's probably about... 70 quid? Bloody hell. Lisa and I change mine twice a week, but wear a sports bra most days and they would be washed every day. Every I just find day. it so funny that as soon as you put... I mean, I've seen some bras in my time. I posted one on the Coffee Moaning uh, in stories. They're so complex. Well, ah, they present as really simple, don't they? It's like... <laughs> I think I'd rather meet you. Why is it that the less material there is in a bra, the more expensive totally agree. Well, so they are? Unless you'll get using... This one, put these two up together. But that would have been that would have been even more. That one would have been more than that. So they present as really simple pieces of kit, like a line and another line, say. But so they are infinitely more complicated than that looks. There's a lot of. Go strategy. around the back because a bra for a man is is a is a is a source of great fear. See, there is structural engineering. Yeah. In that. Yeah. I bet they have to have. What are those people degrees. that come to check if your house falls quantity down? Quantity surveyors. surveyors. Quantity surveyors. Do you think surveyors? Yeah. I Do you think, think quantity, quantity surveyors? Yeah, they weigh them with concrete. They have to oh, fill sure. them. They have to make sure the foundations are right. But you see that. <laughs> Linda, only wash it when there's too much deodorant stuck to it. <laughs> that is a source of utter stress to most men. It's like... How do you do it with one one finger? I remember when you were younger. How do you do it? When I was younger, you used to have these conversations with your girlfriends about how a boy undid a bra. Yeah. If you listen, you'll like this. Um, and it would be the titivation of whether... A, so it'd be this mixed messaging, right? So if a boy could just undo your bra, like in one thing, that was, like, sexy. Right. But it also meant... He's clearly done it a lot. Yeah, so then you'd go off him. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Well, that's really confusing because I was aiming to be able to do it masterly. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. how much fumble means that you don't go flipping heck? I wish you could do it. At what point yeah. does your brain? There's sit? a fumble point. We go, okay, let's. We're all tired. Let's call a cab. I remember you go in. I'd start, and I knew that if I I had a very low fumble factor. I call it the fumble factor or the fumble fumble the fumble time scale. 
And if I was, went beyond, I, and I kept it low, so it was like if I couldn't make progress within the first three seconds, I'm out of there. Which I so, thought was shorter than hers would be. So okay, I figured just, that so if I now, that, try and undo my bra. I'll hold my tits up. <laughs> so, that we don't, so that we don't cause a tsunami. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Hang on. So. Oh, One. Oh, and can two, I just say. Three, four. But you look like you've got constipation. That's not going to work. No, that's no, not going to work. So that was awful. And also, can I just say the thing? Yeah, but the thing that really confuses me with you, and I've always struggled with this. He was going, he was going. No, I go, I go in, I go in. You've always only done it up with one class. That's what That's everyone so confusing. always. confusing. But then you've got to I go work. for three. What do you mean? So you're prepping yourself. <laughs> okay, try again. I'll do all three up. Can you sit down so I don't have to show my incredibly hot armpits? Because I'd be less imagined. Try not to, try and look like yeah. you're being seductive. Okay. <laughs> so, hang on, can somebody time him? Okay, right, now. But you've got to look. You can't look like you're constipated. So I'm just going to keep talking to you and just think that you're really lovely. And this is... Ow! Oh, it's right over here. No, you're looking like no, a weirdo no. again. No, no, that was what? weirdo. No, no, no. Oh, no, no. No, I'm not... No, no. Mark, no, no, nowhere no. near undoing that front. One's come undone. You don't even know. You don't even know. Hang on. How long was that? How long was that? No, stop. Because we're doing a time check. How long was that? Undone. 19 seconds. That's long enough for a kiss. For one hook. Been... There's 57 there, you know. You had one <laughs> hook done up before. You now made the bar higher to cross. I, met... I went... If I had one to do, I'd be undone by now. Your first excuse was there was only one done up, so I did two up. Well, and suggested... your second excuse is that there was two done you up. You went from hussy to, I don't know, whatever you could... Mark, no, no, you've lost the point, and now you're sweating, no. so it's all over. You're sweating now. I'm at the wrong you've end. You've lost the room. Okay, okay. You've lost the room. Right. <sighs> but they are great, aren't they? I mean, look at that. Why is all it? Right, just, don't, okay, don't all right, don't right, Just get it, get it away from me. It's too much. Right. All right. So, Apple what crumble. do you think about fumbling? God, is, is fumbling sexy when they're fumbling and trying, or is that what's your, what's the pinch point of time? Dina will have left by now because this would be making us sick. Oh, she'll be repulsed. Yeah. I mean, she's stopped using her single words. It's really annoying. <laughs> like, gone. Uh, I think we've got some problem with the uh, feed here. Uh, too much fumbling. Make it easy. Just leave one done up. No, don't fumble, says Dawny Harvey. Don't fumble. Yeah. But what if he's fumbling with passion? He's overwhelmed by passion and just fumbling. Oh, there's something... I, th I, I think a passionate fumble can sometimes be better than immediately accessing the crown jewels. That's what he thinks. That's what he has to think when it takes him 19 seconds to get nowhere. Yeah, but a lot, a lot of people complain about it getting being over too quickly. I mean, not with me. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So it's just, it's a prelude. It takes time. Rio Chap says, just cut it with scissors. Oh, God. <laughs> much. Don't think you'd be invited back. <laughs> no, I like that. Call him a cab. You're a cab. Very funny. Um, yeah. Good ship lollipop. The act of undressing gives me the ick. I like to just appear naked. Is that what you do? You just kind of go into the kitchen lollipop. <laughs> you just come out of the bathroom, bang. Wow. Oh, no, I wouldn't like that. Uh, I like an undressing. Oh, no. If a man just suddenly was naked, I'd be sick. Well, I would call a cab. Men who are suddenly naked what would make always you call... are com quite comedic, aren't they? What would suddenly make you call men. a cab? Oh, no, I don't like naked men walking around. Oh. Isn't that funny? Because I've never walked around naked. Have you noticed that? 
Ever. I don't like it. No, but I mean, a lot of people do at some point. I don't even go from the bathroom. I find it a bit presumptuous even after 20 years. <laughs> I mean, it's, mainly it's because obviously I have daughters and it's out of respect. But I mean, a lot of, a lot of dads do. A lot of men just a bit... Would you have bit... walked around naked if you hadn't had children? No. I would have had to have told had you children. to stop. No, no, I wouldn't. I never... You know why? Because I, I, I felt there was a bit too much of it when I was young. No. I, no, I do find it a bit much. Mm. Oh, creatorholic. Men left their socks on. That's, that'd be her call a cab moment. Yeah, I've never, I've never liked that. Um, I mean, the only time you can ever justify have, still having had your socks on it is if the passion moved so quickly you didn't have time to fumble for your socks. Mm, yes. My advice would be try and keep your trousers round your feet. It makes socks look much better if your trousers are still sort of gathered at your feet mm. rather than just... Because once you stop the act and you stand up and you go to walk away, you look so stupid with just your socks on. There's no getting away from it. Ricky Edwards says, it's had someone whip it off straight away. Made me think it had too much practice. Yeah. I wonder if boys practice on each other opening bras. No, oh. no, no. I mean, I did suggest it once to William Dibley and <laughs> never came round to my flat ever again. I wonder why. Can I put a bra on you and I'll try taking it off? Okay, let's sing happy birthday to Natasha Milchin. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Natasha. Happy birthday to you. Oh, yes, yeah, see, it was going a bit funny, wasn't it? Look, it's playing catch up here. Sorry, sorry, the live chat suddenly got a bit slow. So, guys, have a lovely, lovely day. Thank you for the fun. And we're going to go and write more sort of things that we're grateful for in each other. So, you're going to do that thing now where you drop.